Hi, everyone. I'm Tish Conlin, and here's another episode of Tish Talk. Oh, we got a recording uh, sound. I've got Kevin Johnston with me tonight, and a real treat. Um, he is Canada's number one podcaster. He's a public speaker, and he is potentially the most censored man in the country. Um, so he recently uh, placed second in the Mississauga uh, mayoral race, 2018. He spent two months in maximum security prison just for having a politically correct position, uh, which happens to be the opposite of the left wing and Justin Trudeau. So welcome, Kevin. We've got a little background noise. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I think it's on your side. That might be me. Let me just turn off my laptop cooling fans. Is that better? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way better. Wonderful. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it was. Okay. Well, uh, again, it's Kevin J. Johnston, everybody. I uh, born in Toronto, raised in Mississauga. Uh, you had it almost right. I've served seven months in maximum security <laughs> prison. In that's me squinting without my yeah. glasses. Seven I'm months. Myself. Me but uh, <laughs> I figure what I should probably do, Tish, is just is give the basic rundown of who I am because I don't think your audience might be aware. Yeah. Uh, of who I am and what uh, collectively as journalists and podcasters we're all going through. Yeah, so, absolutely. And by the way, uh, a number, and I mean, it's a fairly new podcast, but you know, a lot of people do know you. So they're like, Oh, I can't wait to hear what Kevin has to say. So well, tell them all I said, hello. Hey, well, they'll be listening shortly. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Give us give for the people who don't know you. I mean, you have such an interesting story. And you were telling me like, we've talked about crypto, we're talking about these incredible adventures and um, dangerous and violent countries that you go to just to report the truth. So I mean, no, no shortage of stories on your side. Probably not. Uh, so we'll, we'll go. We'll start with the rundown again. Kevin J. Johnston, born in Toronto, raised in Mississauga. I had the advantage, everybody, of being um, in my teen years in the late 1980s when Canada was definitely the number one country in the history of our species. And now I wouldn't give you five bucks for it. And and we can cover some of the reasons why that is as we progress. Um, I um, I went down to the United States at age 25, and I was in the States for almost five years, making six figures with Hewlett Packard. And I did some part-time work with a number of professional sports clubs. And, you know, I very foolishly, stupidly decided to leave the United States and go back to Mississauga to find a wife and buy a house and raise kids and so on. Now, I can't say I regret that because I got phenomenal children out of the deal. But Mississauga, Toronto, Ontario, it's not New York. Um, and it's certainly not L.A. and it's not Chicago. You know, like the Canadian economy sucks and the way that Canadians do business is horrible in comparison to the French, the uh, the Germans and the Americans. So I how so, I, how so by the way, just oh for the my people. God, how we know so? it's okay. bad. We know it's bad. Well, but give us an example. I mean, of Canadians, how bad it is. Um, Canadians believe that everything is OK to do next week. Um, I'll give you a prime example. I work with a gentleman named Amir Sahir, and he is the number one freezer manufacturer out of Dubai. Now, what happened is he was doing a, a contract in Toronto. Uh, he and I jumped onto a number of websites looking for guys to come up here and quote on high-end compressors for a massive freezer project. The Germans sent a guy out on a plane the next day to show us everything. The American company sent a guy out the next day. Five weeks later, the Canadian guy returned the email. Oh, my. Okay. 
But that, like, um, you know, Americans, they will support American content and they're very yo America and they want to shove their flag in your face. That's a good thing. Yeah. Whereas Canadians say that's a bad thing. No, I disagree fully. Canadians will not support Canadian talent, writers, actors, singers, bloggers, poets. We will not support any of our own until they've made it big somewhere else. Yeah, that's then true. Canadians yeah. will say, oh, yeah, he's Canadian. Jim Carrey's Canadian. John mm -hmm. Candy's Canadian. Well, what yeah. the hell did you do to support them while they were here struggling, making a hundred bucks a day, maybe. And yeah. it's the same thing uh, with all of us uh, podcasters. If we have um, a modicum of success, we get shot down in flames by everybody. Or in my case, we reached number one for almost a year and a half straight. What happened? I was arrested 17 times. That's how we appreciate what we have in Canada. There's also an incredible wow. thing here where Canadians are really cheap. You know, like a Canadian will tell you, I don't know, it's expensive, negotiate a better price. And then when the job is done, they'll tell you they don't have the money today. You know, whereas Americans, if they like you, ah, they just throw the cash at you. So <laughs> I, um, I've yeah. had an opportunity to, to deal with Mexican businessmen and, and businessmen from all over the world. And as much as I despise countries like Saudi Arabia, I love the way Saudi Arabians do business. If they like you. They pay you. They hire you. They, they tell you, no, no joke. Get the job done. They want it done now, 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 now. Americans are all about the rotation of goods. Buy it, get it in the store, polish it off, sell it, get it out of here, pay the taxes, make some money. You know, whereas the Canadian mindset is, ah, you know, oh, hockey games, uh, ah, yeah, get some coffee. I hate that. And I can no longer deal with it. No, so I, can tell. I, I have been spending a great deal of my time working with Americans, Germans, and, and otherwise. And, and, and I have to interrupt. Do you have like a, a freezer company or some sort of HVAC no, organization? I, no, or? no, I'll consult whenever um, we have clients or I have clients that don't speak English fluently or they don't comprehend North American culture fluently. I'll step in. I mean, I'll hire myself out to perform those services for them. I mean, nobody's more culturally literate in this country than I am. So I'll certainly help them out in getting them to understand the nuance of everything, right? What do you mean by that? I mean, have you spent a lot of time in other countries as well? I mean, do you speak other languages? Well, no, I don't speak other languages. I'm talking about cultural literacy. You should know what the Avro Arrow is. You should know what yeah. professional sports teams play in each city. You should know what half-price chicken wing night means. You should <laughs> okay. know what yeah. at least the names of 50 sitting politicians are now. Right. You should know the capital cities of your country. You should know what highways connect them. You should know the name of the national railway. That's right. called cultural literacy. But you should also know what the nuances of language are. You know, you should know what hand signals mean, you know, good, not good. These are yeah. things that you should know within your own culture. And it's incredible how few people care about these yeah. things. Right. You know, I had the conversation today with a couple of millennials. They didn't know who Elmer Fudd was. I'm thinking, like, you should know these things. Yeah. Because it's been part of our culture since the 1930s. Why would you not know what, what Bugs Bunny had to say when he's cracking on a carrot? You know, the, like, <laughs> Batman is Bruce Wayne. That's cultural literacy. These are things right. that we should okay. all know. Okay. Subsequently, um, when you don't know these things, you're going to screw up a lot in life. And, and I find that I... I'm disappointed in a great number of Canadians who choose not to know these things. And, and I find like a simple thing, I've got the dictionary in the bathroom. So when I'm in there, I'm reading the dictionary. Now I'm not playing <laughs> on my phone. Yeah. And I've no, been doing every... this forever. And I've been telling people forever, read the damn dictionary, build yeah. your vocabulary. Actually, 
did you did you hear that recently? Uh, and I don't know if this is if you've if you've v validated it or not, but they've changed the definition of psychopathic in Canada. It's like something along the lines of you think your government is against you, like something really ridiculous. Yeah, that um, and they're the actually States changing that first in Black's Law Dictionary. I expect that uh, when the new version comes out, I expect psychopath to have that meaning in the law dictionary. Now, I don't think that they're going to get Oxford um, to, to cooperate with them on that one. I certainly don't think that Miriam's uh, dictionary is going to cooperate, but dictionary.com will probably yeah. cooperate. I'm Google. sure they will. Google and and the U.S. definition is much more clinical, like you know, disconnected from reality, shows number of episodes. In Canada, it's discontented with your government, and I mean, it's just that's a, that's a that's a sign of how far we've fallen here in Canada. Well, it's also a sign of weakness. The biggest problem oh. here is that everybody thinks that you know, blustering your chest and arresting guys like me and Chris Sky and Kellyanne Wolf and so on, they think that's a show of force, a show of strength. It's not. It's a sign of weakness. You know, it's the difference Absolutely. between Christianity and Islam. In Christianity, it gets criticized, but Christians have to forgive according to their book. That's strength. Whereas in Islam, if you're part of one of the radical sects, if somebody insults Islam or the prophet, you must kill them. Now, that's not a sign of strength. That's a sign of weakness. It means that your arguments cannot stand on their own. And I've had this conversation with many Islamic scholars uh, and um, and I've had this conversation with many people in politics. I've actually even had this conversation with police officers uh, while I've got my hands cuffed behind my back in the back of cars explaining that you guys, when you come out and you shout at me or whatnot, that's not strength. Well, it's listen, not intimidating at all. It's foolish. Uh, it's absolutely. Foolish. But let's two things you brought up. I mean, I, obviously, I'm interested to hear how the trial went with Chris Sky, but back up a minute because a lot of your, here's your story and all of a sudden jumping into being arrested. What the hell happened to you? Why did you get arrested? It, can you explain briefly without? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, I can. Okay. I'll go back to the idea of me returning to Canada from the United States. I was making six figures plus all my expenses were covered plus bonuses plus, plus, plus. Then I came back to Ontario and I, I remember making 52,000 bucks in the first year. And then scratching, like just pulling out my hair, trying to make more than 35 a year. Um, yeah. Over the course of, say, the year 2001, roughly to 2016, I put 6,500 resumes out and no job offers. None. Really? None. Zero. Why? I mean, you know, I run a recruitment firm. I'm a headhunter. So I'm like, I, I should have a, I should have had a look at your resume. You probably sent it to me. What the hell? I'd love to. Actually, yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you. But um, some of the most common uh, reasons that we heard is, oh, you're overqualified. We yes. don't think we can keep you interested, which is a crock. But the other one, this one really started getting on my nerves. The first time I heard it is when Blockbuster was still around. I was applying for regional manager. They told me they weren't hiring white males right now because they needed to give other races a shot. And I, I said, like, that is the most condescending, stupid thing I've ever heard. So what you just said in this conversation is that you feel that you're superior to every race out there so much so that you must feel sorry for them and tell me the only candidate that you're not going to hire me because of the color of my skin. You know, think about that. That sounds like racism right there. I mean, it's well, it a shame. I never bought into that as a recruitment firm. And I mean, I've dealt with people from all over the world. You know, I mean, Africa, Russia, China, you name it, Pakistan, all great people coming over for better opportunity. I gave them a shot based on their skills. That's the way it should be. Based it should on always be that way. And I couldn't care less about your skin color because I love and cherish each person as I meet them. If you have something to offer, great. If you're a scumbag, um, great. Get lost. 
That's how that works. I don't care what you, uh, where you come from. Jerks exactly. are jerks and uh, maniacs are maniacs and the useless are useless regardless of skin color. But getting back into what I was saying, I was so enraged by it. I, I was married at the time. I, I told my wife, I'm done. I'll never look for a job again. I am out of the system. So I began ranting and raving about this problem on YouTube. Oh, and really? it turns out there was a whole bunch of white males, middle-aged with gray hair, <laughs> having the same problem. Oh, so my YouTube channel went really awesome. Yes. And you then, were number one in Canada? No, not at, well, not right off the bat. No. What is but your what YouTube happened, channel? Be just for the audience. Cause they might want to check you out. Well, that YouTube there's, there's been like 20 YouTube channels oh, okay. taken down. Like okay. there's, yeah. I'll, I'll give you all of my websites shortly, folks. You'll, there's, I have lots. Okay. Not YouTube. Okay. 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 But, um, what ended up happening here is if we can all remember that Omar Cotter incident when Omar Cotter, an Islamic extremist, um, went out and murdered an American soldier and spent 10 years in Guantanamo Bay, Trudeau decided to give him 10 million bucks and bring him back. Then as soon as that happened, all this other nonsense began happening, such as high schools in uh, public high schools, not Catholic ones, but public high schools in Peel region, which is Mississauga, Branton, Caledon, began offering up cafeterias for prayer sessions to Islamic students only. But girls were not allowed in as per uh, the Quran. They could not pray at that time. Girls who were on their period were not even allowed near the boys as per the Quran. And on top of all of that, uh, a crazy guy named Ibrahim Hindi was the guy in charge. Ibrahim Hindi has been teaching young males that it's okay, as per the Quran, to beat your girlfriend or beat your wife if she's disobedient. I have a problem with that. Yeah. I also, I was well aware of the fact because we were listening to his sermons in Arabic. We were having them translated. He was talking about killing Jews, killing Jews, killing Jews. I have a problem with that too. Public schools were being used to allow this maniac to say what he wanted to say. So I began becoming hypercritical of Islam in general. So in that time, I'm just going to take a drink here. In that time, my YouTube channel goes from about 30,000 subscribers to 2 million. Wow. In five months. The Canadian wow. government panicked because all of a sudden I had a ton of influence, whereas the CBC had something like 40,000 subscribers. It wasn't many at the time. Well, I made an announcement in wow. May of 2017 in front of an audience of over 5,000 people stating that I was going to run for mayor in 2018. And everyone clapped and cheered and so on. Two weeks later, Peel Regional Police were at my door arresting me for hate speech. Oh. Bonnie Crombie, the mayor, Mayor Bonnie Crombie, who I thoroughly crushed in debate in 2014, I'm did not sure. want to debate me in 2018. So she filed that bogus charge. Now, even the judge knew it was a bogus charge. They gave me the lightest bail conditions known to man. Don't talk to Bonnie Crombie. That's it. Right. So they were using that as a way to slander me, which they've done. Mm -hmm. um, use that as a way to show, oh, look, this guy's racist, which, you know, I my first wife was black. I got to remind everyone of that. Um, my, my best friend now is gay. My second best friend will call him is black. I mean, screw all those people out there that yeah. want to say these things. But that's what uh, Bonnie Crombie did. She's a complete and total coward. But I've also come to know her. She's an idiot. Listen, everyone, Nick, there's no dumber politician than Bonnie Crombie. She has a, a book that thick with colored tabs in it. So when someone asks her a question, she flips to the appropriate colored tab. And I remember in one of the debates I had with her, I would look over like that whenever she was given answers. And I would say, oh yeah, hey, verbatim from the book, everybody. I said publicly in front of about a thousand people, 
you know, whoever wrote this book for her should be running for office, not her. Jeez. <laughs> I, you know what? Oh, that yeah. is that is one thing I wanted to say is we've got to get smarter people into politics and also people with integrity. And, and, and no, let me tell you why that's not going to happen. Okay, okay, Canada. Now I'm going to scold you because okay. Canadians are the biggest cowards on the planet. I've been to a lot of countries. You're cowards. The biggest problem with Canadians, it's always someone else's responsibility to do it. You know, or ah, that'll never happen. You, know, you hear that one? Five years ago, when I told each and every one of you that radical Islam was going to run all of Mississauga, what did you all say? You're just racist. Radical Islam runs all of Mississauga. Mississauga Mayor Bonnie Crombie is a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. Good luck, Mississauga. You're screwed. Now, the other thing would be also is that whenever somebody who is intelligent comes forward, like me, we get arrested. Chris Skye, arrested. Kellyanne Wolf, arrested. Pastor Archer Povlowski, arrested. Jeremy McKenzie, arrested. All of us have done significant amounts of jail time because we see through the system and because we're actually uttering the truth and we're using big words, more than two <laughs> syllables, which Bonnie Crombie and John Tory can't do. Well, so, what happened to Chris Guy? If we could digress for a minute, how did that go today? I know you watched. Oh, well, well, for those who don't know, Chris Guy uh, was friends at the time with someone named Rob Carbone. Rob Carbone, uh, as we've now learned over the last couple of days, has been charged with fraud multiple times. He steals money from people. I, I'll say that with no shame. Um, and Chris Guy threatened to expose him. So Rob Carbone called the police and said that Chris Guy threatened to kill uh, Rob. Sorry, Doug Ford, the bad brother. Uh, which, of course, never happened. Um, Carbone said that he had a recording, which never turned up. Then two undercover uh, cops uh, went out wearing masks, no identification of any kind, pointing guns at Chris Sky. Chris Sky panicked, reversed his car, and took off. This is uh, it's a tactic that American police will use, especially in the South, where they'll point guns at a car. If the car drives forward, they shoot, saying, oh, he was trying to kill us. That, oh. It's a tactic. Those two cops were there to execute Chris Sky. Oh Had my Chris God. driven forward, they would have executed him. Did he know he said, that? Look, oh, I'm a journalist. Yeah. This is what I do for a living. I lived in New York. I lived in Chicago, West Philadelphia, Biloxi, Denver, Kansas City, Miami, Tampa. Um, I've been all over the place. I've spent a great deal of time in Atlanta. I'm but telling you what the police tactics are. Did, uh, police Chris tactics must have known too. I'm sorry? Chris must have known too, because that's. Chris is a very smart man. Good. He knew he was gone. Chris went into reverse first and then took off the, the carbone lied on the stand. So his testimony is useless. And the cop was lying on the stand all day long. He was looking up, looking down, looking all over the place. You know, he was rocking back and forth and he was going <laughs> giggling on the stand. You know, he couldn't get his story straight, but essentially what the cop did say indirectly is that he had no ID, no identifying marks of any kind, just his pistol, wearing a mask, gun out. So Chris was within his rights to take off Jeez. completely. These charges are going to go away. They're not going to win. Chris is going to walk. Chris is going to sue the Toronto police. Chris is going to win. Excellent. Oh, yeah. oh Absolutely, that's... he's going to win. Look, I, 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 I see through BS. This is what I do for a living. I see through BS. I study this stuff. And, and I'm very familiar with police documentation in Canada. Police in Canada do not work for you people. They work for the mayor, the city councillors, whoever's in charge. That is why they, they just arrest everyone now. If someone makes a complaint, they just arrest you. They don't use judgment. 
They arrest you and put you in the system so the courts keep making money. That's all this is. And what I can also say is that they escalate problems. They do not de-escalate issues because if you sue the police, it's very hard to win here. Unlike in the U.S., if a cop deliberately infringes on your rights, you sue, you win. In Canada, you sue, you get the hell beat out of you by another cop at some point. And you might also get your butt kicked by the cops that are inside of the uh, of the courthouse. This happened recently in Edmonton. So I, I can tell you that everyone needs to readjust how they think. Stop being a coward and understand that you actually can make a difference if you turn off the stupid hockey game. What are the Leafs going to do for you? Turn off the football game. Turn off the Raptors. You don't need to watch this garbage. What you need to do is be watching podcasts like Tish here, like shows like mine, the Kevin J. Johnson show, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Toronto time. Watch Chris Sky. Watch Laurel and Tyler Thompson. Watch Pastor Archipovlowski and learn something real. Forget about the CBC. Forget about yeah. CTV. They were all bribed four years ago by the, the uh, liberal government to be the shills, to be the propaganda masters. You've been lied to about everything. Well, but, wait. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, we just had a municipal elections. Do you think anyone got in that's uh, higher quality? Um, I, I actually, I, I don't know. I won, no, no. Fish? no. I won the Mississauga mayor race, hands down. I won it. Yeah, Here's we didn't get in. Yeah, okay. I didn't get in because- The Dominion voting great. machines? Well, let me tell you what happened in Mississauga 2018. When um, during the uh, the election week, the city took down all of its. First off, Bonnie Crombie told the city take down all of my signs, which they did. The city took down all of my signs. City you staff. Do that. Took them yeah, you well, do they that. they did. That's they a, did. Yeah, totally cheating. Yeah, I caught them do it, doing it. But I, we, there was my signs in garbage trucks. We we had all these videos, but because Canadians and Mississaugans, and especially white Mississaugans. Because you read the Mississauga news, you people were giving me the finger and booing me because Aww. Bonnie Crombie told you to. You childish, impudent fools. Look what you got. I'll never be back in the city of Mississauga again. Look what you got. You've yeah. got a member of the Muslim Brotherhood. You've got your entire culture wiped out and property tax. You watch, mark my words, going to go up 10% next year. Good luck. So yeah. what I want to say here is that they took down all the signs to indicate where the voting stations were. And there were power failures at five schools where the signs actually were standing up, the Dominion machines that were used for the election stated that at uh, at 5 p.m. showed that I had 13.7% of the vote. And right. that number was 13.7% every five minutes all the way until the polls closed. And then uh, Bonnie Crombie celebrated her victory an hour before the polls closed. Think about that, everybody. I know people just can't get their head around the basics like election fraud. Look at Kerry Lake in Arizona. I mean, same similar sort of ploys. Oh, the machines aren't working just in the Republican area. Careful, do not put this video on YouTube. The very fact that you and I have now talked about voter fraud in North America, YouTube will take the video down and give you a strike, I'm which already, they did to me. I'm already off YouTube, <laughs> happily. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah, that was a, so. a quick, quick and quick... Uh, quick adventure for me. Yeah. So yeah, very good. But I just want to let everybody know that you're allowing the biggest morons in the country to just take your country from you. There's not a single solitary member of city council currently who has a high degree of intelligence and none of them care about you at all. Not a single solitary one. Look, they all just do what they're told from their handlers, from the WF. Right. 
That's all they do. That's exactly and, right. And if we don't so, get our shit together and stand up with some guts and some balls, this country's just going completely to shits. Yep. It's oh, the country. Look, as far as I'm concerned, the country's done. The only place that can survive is Alberta, and only if it uh, separates from Canada. It must separate. It must become the 51st state. Must. Wow. Other, that's otherwise, that's a, that's a really like like rugged comment. You think so? The uh, well. All of the uh, the provinces, all the Maritimes, everybody's on social assistance there. They've shut down the uh, the fishing industries. They've shut down timber. They have shut down every like lobster. They've shut it all down. You know, like any industry there is about ten percent of what it was before by mandate. And all the white folks that live out there, they just put up with it. Well, it's okay because the liberal government says there's a there's a problem, so we'll just you know do nothing. We'll drink beer. We'll take our checks. And Quebec gets all of its money that all of its surplus money from Alberta. So I can tell you this. I love Quebec city. I love that place. Yeah. But I can also tell you that nobody works there. A lot of people there just hang out and have themselves a really good time because Alberta's paying their bill. Montreal has now become a far left nut job center. It used to be party. So like it was the best city in North America. I know I've lived in many cities. It was the best city in North America. Now, now it's eh, come see, come saw maybe. Um, Toronto, the entire greater Toronto area, 6.5 million people. It's a dung hole. It's a far left Marxist dump. There is no point being there. They're going to raise your taxes every year and take more and more rights away from you. Peel regional police, for example, have zero interest in dealing with violent crime. Why? They're not a good shot. Mostly cops are under five foot five. They can't fight for crap. I'm telling you that now. So what do they do? They police people like me who make statements like the Quran's not a good thing or statements like there are two sexes, that um, pedophilia is bad. I mean, I say these things and Peel police are busy arresting people like us who say these things. So what's the point of being there? You're paying five to $10,000 a year in property tax to be in that dump. And what do you get? The police telling you how to live. The one, the only place in Ontario worse than the GTA is Hamilton. Oh. Hamilton. Really? Is Antifa central. Everybody on city council is either a member of Antifa or a supporter of Antifa. They've got themselves an office they call the tower there. And the police are all far left nuts. Stay out of that city. It's a dangerous place for, for people like us who pay taxes. Don't go. Why would you go there? Look, Antifa, I, I've been, uh, I've had five attempts in my life by that group. Five. Wow. And all five times I've either pushed my way out of it or I've run out of it. Wow. The, uh, the, the, yeah. Like the first time they came at me, 46 of them in Ottawa, they broke the cartilage on my ear and they put bruises all over my body, but I successfully fought off 46 and got away. 46? My cameraman, not so lucky. They broke his teeth. Yeah. Well, because they can't fight. They're, they're kids. They're angry kids who are lost and they think that yeah. walking around with a stick makes them tough. It doesn't. But I'm also, I'm fortunate. Look, if you look at me, I'm five foot five. I weigh 214 pounds as of today. I, I've got boxing training. I'm very thick. I can bench press over 250 pounds. I'm a strong guy. If it wasn't for that, I would have been dead. My physique allowed me to uh, to take their blows. I mean, look, they did successfully crack my wrist and there was over 40 bruises that the police took photographs of. It, it's really ridiculous to stand in a police station like this so they can see bruises all over your body. Um, they tried that again in Toronto, 
twice in Cal, sorry, three times in Calgary. My mistake. One of them was caught live on Facebook and the cops let them go because, because I was running for mayor in Calgary, Calgary police were told, take Kevin in. If you can, if anyone beats him up, let him go. Yeah. Now, so you've been living in Calgary now for how long? Almost uh, two years as of uh, two weeks from now. What do you think of Daniel Smith? I mean, there's some promising things happening. Eh. Eh. You're not so sure. Eh. Would you, would you want the truth? Yeah, yeah, of course. Nothing but the truth. Good. I'll hit you with the truth then. Daniel Smith is doing exactly what I did last year. She's being a populist mm-hmm. right now. No masks is popular. No pandemic is popular. Lower property tax is popular. Um, Trudeau bad is popular. So she's saying all of these things, but the problem is a lot of her cabinet are liberal left-wing nuts. So what'll end up happening here is Daniel Smith is going to leave me and Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky and Chris Skye, all of whom live in Alberta, alone. We can expect five months of peace. Until after the election. election yeah. yeah, after the election, it'll take her about two or three months to you know, test the waters, but she'll be just like Jason Kenney come September, October. Are you serious? I thought Absolutely. she had like half of her board were freedom fighters. Like they were, they're from the freedom. Uh, who told me that? Someone, uh, someone I interviewed recently. Uh, not true? I no. wish it was. I wish it was. But yeah. here's the problem. Here's the problem. Jason Kenney did such a horrible job in his last oh. two years that we might get an NDP government here. And that's uh, that far left communist shill. Yes, Rachel. Rachel. Yes. I am quite concerned about her because I've listened to some of the things she says. They don't even make sense. You know, she wants to bring the mandates back when this, like, for God's sakes, it's clear now people are dropping dead everywhere that these are the most dangerous injection and ever created. And yet she's wanting to bring them back. I mean, she seems like she's got lower IQ than possibly Bonnie. Um, okay, here's uh, the thing. This is what I, people can't don't say. Know. I can't people say. People don't but... know this. Rachel Notley's married to a Muslim man. If you are a non-Muslim woman married to a Muslim man, you're automatically a Muslim, and he's in charge. No matter what, he's in charge. He runs the show, not her. Mm. So whatever is being said by her is being said by him first, or her handlers. But it's not her. She can't put together a cohesive sentence. Like nothing she says is cogent. Nothing. No. It's 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 horrible to listen to. And, and I and I've got a feeling here, should she win in May, you'll see housing sales in this province like you've never seen before. People are just going to up and leave. I hope, up and go. I hope not. I mean, well, I, I hope not, too, because I can uh, tell you this with me having been in Calgary for almost two years now. It's more home to me than Ontario ever was after the year 2000. Yes. I hate Ontario. No yeah. offense to those who live there. But if no. there was a mushroom cloud over top of downtown Toronto, I would be there eating marshmallows and just waiting for the, the oh, smoke. Oh, don't here. say You don't mean oh, it. I, yeah. Hate, yeah. I yeah. hate Toronto. I despise it. Yeah. I loved it. When I was growing up, I, I loved that city. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. You could not get me away from it. Now, you can't get me back to it. I hate it. No. No, I know. No. I, I think the rural settings where to go. I mean, I was interviewing uh, a couple people in Saskatchewan recently. And Saskatchewan seems to be they're saying yeah it's pretty good out there and there's lots of people coming out that way so maybe well, you can i mean i like saskatchewan, saskatchewan from the standpoint people are beautiful in saskatchewan they're great but what would you do for work out there see one of the biggest farming. problems with, yeah i know okay farming that's true you are right 
um, and agricultural, uh, other agricultural pursuits like maybe timber cutting, but you have to go way north for that. There's not very many trees in the south of uh, Saskatchewan. No. Uh, one of the big, one of the problems with that place is uh, the subsidies. You see, Saskatchewan, it's predicted, is going to have a population of less than 500,000 by the end of 2025. Really? Now, yeah, Where did really. you get that data? I mean, what is the oh. population now? Uh, I mean, the population right now is just slightly under a million. Oh, of the whole, pro really? Okay. Yeah, the whole province. Because, well, I'll tell you why. Um, first off, the weather sucks. Yeah. It just sucks. The weather is horrible. Um, I'll but say this, though. It's pretty bad in Alberta, too, isn't it? Well, not in Calgary. We get the Chinooks. We've had a Chinook since Christmas. Yeah. Oh, really? It, okay. plus, I'm, I'm looking right now. It's plus two. Yeah. And it's dark. In Toronto. Okay. Not yeah. bad. Okay. Yeah. Plus two. So what I'm getting at, though, the weather's horrible and there's not much to do. And this is me. I'm not being cruel because yeah. I like the people of Saskatchewan. Yeah. I have always had a good time there. But what I can say is the, um, the, the telephone companies, the Internet companies, the television companies, the gas and water companies. They've been highly subsidized by both the provincial and the federal government to make sure people moved there and mm -hmm. stayed there. So your phone bill, if you have a landline, should realistically be over 500 bucks a month because of the way the lines are run out there. But it's subsidized, so it's not. But the subsidies are going to be drying up soon. Now, what will end up happening is you no longer have subsidized water and electricity. Would you stay? Would you ever drop 500 bucks a month for electricity? I know I wouldn't. Not now, not ever. No. So you're going to have people leaving by default. And I feel horrible for them because those who live in Saskatchewan, they're really emotionally tied to it. Yes. Uh, they, they really are. And that's a good thing. I'm not mocking anyone in Saskatchewan. Please don't think I am. I'm concerned. Yeah. That when course. the population drops to less than half a million, it's not going to survive at that particular point. Now, Obviously, all of that's by design. Yeah, they I was going to say. They want to have fewer farmers making less food. Of course. Canadian technology is such that we could feed the entire planet right now. We could with, our, with our, our land, our tactics, yeah. our seedings, our everything. We just oh. could. I mean, the technology, I mean, this war on the elements is, is pathetic and, 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 and ridiculous. I mean, carbon, um, carbon and nitrogen now, I mean... Uh, it, you know, it, it people don't even realize how stupid that is, but they've got the, the, the science down with the fertilizer, putting the nitrogen, they just used exactly the amount that, that they need. So, I mean, the farming technology is incredible and their, the, the, their sustainability is also incredible, but I, you know, whether they'll have enough nitrogen available for next year, they and this year it remains there was a shortage of hay. And nitrogen and fertilizer in Alberta and Saskatchewan this year. Uh, I don't know if you heard about it. There was a train crash. Yeah. Yeah. A whole train with potash and fertilizer crashed. And of course, they said that, oh, we don't know if we're going to be able to get all of it before the rain washes it away. What a crock of nonsense. It really is. Um, look, folks, let's just call it what it is, okay? Your government's at war with you, period. If you haven't figured that out by now, you never will. Uh, and you need to diversify everything that you do. All right. First off, the men. Let's talk to the men right now. Guys, males, there are very few men left in the country. You know what you should be doing? Go to the gym. Get strong. Take some fighting lessons. You're going to need them. Learn how to use a knife. Learn how to use a bow. Learn how to use a crossbow. Learn how to shoot. Guys, I'm not kidding. 
your government is going to come down hard on you like you've never seen at any point in North American history. It's not going to be good. You should be able to fight anyone off. As a man, it is my job to make sure that my kids are protected. I have made it very clear. I've had this conversation. The way that it works is in any particular panic situation, if we're being shot at, wife and kids, you go. I stay and make sure you get away. That is my job as a man. But you'd be amazed how few men think that way. Most of you think, well, hey, video games. All right. You know, uh, Far Cry 7's coming out. I'm going to get some beer and play that for 40 hours. Turn that crap off. Really. Turn it off. Learn how to be a man. Learn how to be a survivalist. And, and for all the ladies out there, thank you for stepping up in place of men. But there's something else that you women out there need to understand as well. And I'm going to be rude here. Your feelings no longer matter. You're not in a time in history when you can sit there and say that your man's not sensitive to your feelings. Screw your feelings. You know what matters? Your accomplishments. Is your mortgage up to date? Are your bills up to date? Are your kids being fed? Do you have an exit plan from this country? That's important. Forget about your feelings. I couldn't care less about them, period. This is why I'm not married anymore because feelings are always first. No, they're not. That was true. We had that luxury from 19, I'd say 1950 to about 1994. All of us had the luxury of, of having our emotions mattering. Now they don't. You got to get ready, everybody. Women, stop giving your man a tough time about his, his lack of feelings or his perceived lack of emotion. Men do things differently. What you need to do is be stronger with your spouse than you've ever been before. You don't, you'll die. It's that simple. Look at the Australians. They're all arguing. They've all gone into this beta cuck nonsense where men are supposed to be wearing makeup and the women are supposed to be the boss. It has failed miserably. There are concentration camps in that country that you probably don't even know about. You know, when the Australians took all of their guns away, Australian white people went, oh yeah, good idea because you know the Americans have a gun problem. All right. No, what happened is the government took their guns away. The men got less masculine. Rapes and home invasions went up 800% in the first month. 800% in the first month. Yes. Yes. In one month. Well, because no one's going to get shot anymore. So think about that. Men don't know how to fight in this country. They don't know how to lift up more than 50 pounds. They don't know how to keep a family together. Women don't know how to shut up and keep their emotions in check. It's a very big problem. All you're doing with having this lack of ability is making sure your family is weaker. Your family unit is weaker. That is what they want. By all means, be weak. But don't come crying to me when everything you have is gone, taken from you without a fight. Wow. Go ahead. Jeez sitting here stunned. I know. I think, you know, this straight talk with people, it's like a slap in the face, but you know, what is it going to take to wake people up? Even, even people who think they're awake. Um, I mean, a lot of people think it's all going to end pretty soon. Like it's going to be a <laughs> good luck. No, 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 everybody. It's not, um, you know how bad it is right now. It's going to be worse next year and it's going to progressively get worse over the next five to 10 years. All right. I I'm telling you that now. None of you are going to stand up and do anything. And let's think about this. In 10 years, I'll be 61 years of age. What the hell do you want me to do? You know, how, many, how much jail time should I do to try to wake all of you up? How much jail time should, pa should Pastor Archer Pavlovsky do? Well, what was that I, like, by the way? Because, sure. I mean, I, I've been really disappointed in people in my life because I, you know, I spent two years, ran the election door to door knocking, you know, 
trying to tell them about Agenda 2030, you name it, I've been doing it. And some people have been really grateful and I've got a lot of, you know, nice things said, but it's a, it's a behemoth. It's such a lot of work and so many people aren't getting it and we're still only here. I mean, because not it's enough well, people are standing up. It's, it's that simple. They don't want to get it. It's selfishness. It. The more yeah. selfish you are, the more fucked you're going to be. I mean, it's, it's, it's just like that. You yes. want to just, oh, I'll just sit here on my own, let everyone else do it. Sorry, man. Everyone's going to be screwed that way. And that's what's Let's, happening. Okay. Factor this in. All right. Let's think about the average home right now. Every member of the household, pretty much over five, has got one of these. They've all got a laptop of their own or a tablet or possibly all three. Then there's going to be the television set, possibly two, three, or four, with at least one gaming platform attached to it, whether it be Xbox or or uh, maybe some of the older stuff, uh, Sega, some of the old Sega stuff. What do you call uh, the new one? Sony, Sony PlayStation 5. Yeah. You've got all these distractions. Now, <laughs> the average video game that comes out these days is an action movie where you're the star and it takes over 100 hours to play. Yes. So you're exactly. wasting all of this time achieving absolutely nothing with these devices. Now, on top of that, you've got your laptop and your internet connection so you can get onto Netflix, MGM, Paramount, oh. uh, Crave, what yeah. else? Apple, Amazon Prime. Prime, yeah, right? all those so shows. So you're, you're watching all that crap. Marvel movies are these the, the most recent ones are absolute trash, but you're gonna watch them on Disney Plus over and over and over again. And you're gonna watch YouTube videos of guys our age who have never seen a naked lady in their lives talking about how cool the movie was. So you watch these stupid movies, then you watch losers talk about how great these movies are. And you're doing all of this while your country is crumbling around you. Now think about that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's insane. You're all insane. You're stupid if you sit back and believe any of this stuff. Now, again, if any of you are watching the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, let's talk about them for a brief second. You know, more than half of those idiots, and I've come to know a lot of them, and they all know who I am because I guess CBC so. can't wait to talk about me. <laughs> this particular group of idiots are completely bribed by the Liberal Party. They get $1.4 billion a year of I your money. Sickening. And they are so incompetent and inept, they can't put a single show in the top 20 in the ratings in Canada. Now think about that. How do you not think there's only 36 million people here? How can you not be in the top 20? They suck. They all suck. Right? Yes. But they're they're all pro-Islam, they're pro-left wing, and they're pro-pedophilia. If look, I'm just gonna make a brief. Oh, no, statement sorry, here. it's 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 minor attracted persons. So you gotta get it right. No, you're pedophile. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm joking. That is so disgusting. I know. It's I such know. A I know you're joking. Problem. <laughs> but the problem is the joke. It's funny, but at the same time, Not it funny. enrages me that a yes. term like that actually exists. It is. And it's the, disgusting, is what it yeah. is, because it's so a you, it's a sickness. If you watch CBC, you support pedophilia. Deal with that. And if you watch CBC, I hate you. Deal with that. <laughs> you are right. I like this right in your face. That's what people need. I think it, people have a hard time taking you in Canada. We pussyfoot around, and yet we're not very nice to each other. We learned that during the lockdowns and the whole dialogue with get the, you know what, 
not very nice to each other. I've been run out of so many stores for not wearing that face diaper. I I mean, I've had a whole group of people come up to me in town, like, like collected around me. Like, why aren't you wearing the, you know, it's just like, I felt like Stepford wives a little bit there. (laughs) (laughs) The, The world mistakenly believes that Canadians are very polite people. Canadians are cowards. And they're, they're, it's, it's very easy to misconstrue one for the other, but they're not the same thing. Problem with a lot of Canadians is that they'll utter the phrase, oh, I'd like to deal with that, but I'm a coward. And they say it like it's some kind of badge of honor. Like That's not moral. No. That's not something to stand on. No. And as soon as I figure out that you are a coward, well, that means you'd stab me in the back first chance you get. So Absolutely. bye. I've actually cut quite a few people out of my life because of their cowardice. I don't want cowards around. My favorite saying, my favorite battle cry is, I'll have no cowards by my side. I love it. Yes, I love it. Yes. Absolutely. So I uh, I, I made a New Year's resolution to be far more stark than I've ever been before. I'm 31. Sorry, I'm I'm 51. I've got 34 (laughs) years left in my my lifespan. That's it. You really think I want to spend the next... uh, Maybe. I, the Canadian government might put a bullet in my head long before that. And if they do, I did not commit suicide. That was them, not me. Look, uh, I'm not going to waste any more time pussyfooting around things. If you can't tolerate the fact that some short, overweight, middle-aged, gray-haired guy is telling you that you suck, well, too bad for you. I couldn't care less. You can do something about it. You can become better, smarter, faster, stronger, or sit in the couch and keep eating potato chips watching Netflix. By all means, do so. I don't care if you do. Because I am still smiling whether you decide to be an obese slob or not. Your call. So let's 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 pretend that there's a there's a chance for us to do something for this country. What's the what's the action plan? What do we need? What's it gonna take? I can't say it. If I if I tell you what the real plan is, they will come to the RCMP will kick this door down and arrest me for sedition. If I okay. tell you what the real I can't tell you. That's the okay. problem. I can't tell you. I you know, I I know what it is. I know the exact solution. I could walk you through it on a single solitary piece of paper, but I can't say it. And that's the problem with this country is that we have um, section one, uh, sorry, uh, 319. They would call it hate speech. Section uh, 319, subsections one, two, and three, they would nail you right to the wall. Sedition. What about individually? I mean, like like most storms, there's a certain period. Are you saying this storm's going to last for like decades, decades and decades? Not decades, plural, but at least a decade singular. Yes. The Including being, the last few years we've been through or on top of. That. Oh, Canadians aren't smart enough to understand that it's only going to get worse from here. Look, yeah. oh, okay. Here, you guys know that I'm very good friends with Pastor Archer Povlowski. All right. Yeah. I've this, talked to him a few times. Great guy. He's a phenomenal man. I love the man. All right. I, I take a bullet for him kind and generous he's he's out there feeding the poor and was in prison for that right yes he was he was in prison for just feeding the poor that's correct he's also from communist poland now here's how he 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 worded this to me and this is not my quote this is his he said kevin canadians they haven't suffered enough they need to lose a lot more before they'll do anything and i said to him you know what not only are you correct in making that statement but i also agree that they deserve it because they have done nothing. Here's the deal, Canada. You feel that it's your right. It's your God-given right to be freaking lazy. 
Yeah, you are all resting on the, the coattails of those who came before you and built something amazing. What the hell have you done lately? No, like stop and ask yourself, if you're going to get angry with me and offended by what I say, have you fed the homeless lately? Have you helped build a road? Have you helped teach the average child out there to do something like as a Boy Scout leader, a real one, not a left-wing nut job? Have any of you gone out of your way to save someone's life, to, to get out late at night when it's freezing outside and pour water on grass so the kids in the neighborhood can skate? Have you done any of this? And the Anything answer is probably for anyone else. No. Yeah. And that's yeah. Do you do stuff for other people? No, you most likely don't. Just for yourself. Because you think that it's your, your birthright to be lazy. It's not. The only reason that Canada was as comfortable as it was for as long as it was is the, the land mass was isolationist. Okay, we share a border with one country. That's it. So it's not like other countries could just walk in and take our stuff. But guess what, Canada? Since 1994, and I keep using 94 as, yeah. as the, the, uh, the demarcation point. Since 1994, immigration from white countries was banned. So what you have now is immigration coming from over 100 countries with ideologies exactly opposite our own and from countries in the Middle East who hate us. So think about that. Seven million people who don't speak English and have no skills have come into this country since 1994. And you're paying for them. <laughs> Good luck. Where could that possibly go? 450,000 non-white immigrants, unskilled, uneducated immigrants were forced here, not necessarily even brought here, but forced to come here. 500,000 more are coming this year. They don't have skills. They're not bringing money with them. They're not bringing investment with them. What do you think is going to happen? Well, check out Brampton. You want to see what's going to happen? Go to Brampton, Ontario, where you can see that right now that there are more than 12 rival gangs ripping that place apart, fighting with each other, shooting each other, and stabbing each other. And you're caught in the middle of it. And you're going, well, gee, I don't know why I got a stray bullet in the chest. You can't be tolerant of this kind of stuff. You know, I'm telling you the truth. It doesn't make me racist. It makes me someone who's deeply concerned about the future of the country because I can tell you, I've been to third world countries. And when you have cultures crash, uh, clashing there, you have nothing but war. Well, the only thing that can happen now with over a hundred different clashing cultures is war. It already started. You don't like it? Too bad. I don't care that you don't like my particular thought process. I'm just telling you the truth as I know it. Remember what I do for a living? All right. I find this stuff out and then tell you as loudly as I can. And that is why Canadians don't like me, because I'm not like them. I'm not going to, I'm not quiet. I'm arrogant, but I'm, it's a controlled arrogance. I'm chaotic, but it's a controlled chaos. And I'm certainly not going to be afraid to voice my opinion. And when someone decides to use those buzzwords that mean nothing, like racist, Islamophobe, homophobe, and so on, uh, xenophobe, I don't care. What I do is I'll call you the same thing five times as much. And guess who's going to quit first? It's you. I've been doing this for five straight years full time. And all of you who have attacked me have quit. Sorry, but my perseverance is here to stay. You don't know what perseverance is. You have no idea what it's like at all to fight a real fight. You can, you can do that on your keyboard. It doesn't mean a damn thing to me. Your insults are something that I crave. I get off on your insults. The more you insult me, the hornier I get. 
Think about that. Okay. okay, okay, maybe that was a bit too much. Now, okay, I'm taking you into the into the uh, prison now. My God, you've got you're on fire. If we had, imagine, if we had like thousands of people like you, just in Canada, uh, in I think province. 100 would do it. Honestly, yeah, 100 even. I know it's it's a it, to be honest for me, it's a breath of fresh air to listen to your rant. It's, it's well, just, I appreciate that. Thank I you. just feel like oh, the birds are singing. It's just like pure joy. Anyways, let's go back couple of things to your prison. You had, you're thrown in prison. What was that like? Oh my God. Okay. Um, in Ontario, the prison they tossed me in for six weeks to intimidate me is called Maplehurst. It's in Malton, sorry, uh, Milton, Milton, <laughs> I mistake. Milton, Ontario. Um, when you drive past that thing, what you see outside is a large barbed wire fence, baseball diamonds, jogging tracks, and so on. Nobody gets to use those. That's for show. No, no one uses those. What they do is they lock you up on something called a range, which is about 90 feet by 50 feet wide. And you're sharing that space with 32 others. There are three pay phones on these ranges that only work for 45 minutes a day. Okay. There are only two shower stalls completely covered in mushrooms and you have to shower in front of 30 other guys, 31 other guys, right? That's you got put in for what, for, uh, for, hate speech is that what you were that's what they call it yeah they call it hate speech yeah yeah wow. that's all yeah for telling the truth that's it just for speaking out yeah yeah that's all and what yeah, they, they wanted me they want me to shut up now out here in alberta um what they did is in um in jason may Kenny, with jason kenny oh yeah jason kenny did this whole thing so did the mayor nahid menchi but um i polled number one in uh the third week of may for the Calgary mayor race. <sighs> Two hours later, I was arrested. Oh, for Two hours later, I was arrested. Oh, for speaking out, yeah. just speaking the truth. Well, for speaking out and for campaigning without a mask and shaking hands and hugging people, high-fiving people, giving speeches, giving good speeches. Um, sure. I was locked up. I was, I was put in um, uh, solitary confinement for two weeks. So 20, two weeks. 20, 24 hours a day, jail cell. Yeah. Oh my God. This is like yep. torture. That's what they, that? well, they, they want to break my spirit two weeks. Um, and then after that, it was five weeks in general population, but they said that there was a pandemic, which of course there never was. And in there, they use that as the excuse to only let you out of your cells three separate hours a day. Oh, yeah. Um, I would say realistically, the number of calories that we got per day was about 700. I lost 35 pounds in seven weeks. That's one good thing. Yeah. Well, not really. I shouldn't be 170 pounds. I really shouldn't right. be. I, no. I, I just, it's not. Yeah. Not good. My frame is designed for, for at least 200 pounds. Okay. Yeah. But um, the, uh, the jails themselves are, they're outdated. The concept is outdated. It is a place that makes one miserable. I'm sure. It doesn't rehab anybody. Terrible. Yeah. In Canada. Yeah. It's like, it's something like 45% of the people who like they reoffend, they go back in because all jail did was piss them off. It made them angry. The, there is no human compassion in there whatsoever. Everything in there is either a cream color or a light pink color designed to piss you off. These colors are designed psychologically to make you angry. Yeah. Everything in there is torture of the mind. It's psychological warfare. That's what it is. Uh, prisons in Canada are disgusting at best. If wow. you ever want to know what your country's really like, just spend five days in a jail. That's all you would need. Five days. That's it. Yeah. So wow. um, 
Yeah, and they threw me in a second time in uh, in December. And then there was a uh, fatwa placed on my head uh, in December. And that was the fifth attempt on my life where I had seven guys come at me with hammers. Now, you've never seen a fat guy run so fast in your life. When wow. someone's got hammers, I'm gone. You should see how well I jump over fences when those guys are coming at me. But wow. I can say this, honestly. It's terrifying. It's fucking scary. Well, it's really scary. It's ridiculous. It's yes. I mean, yeah, ridiculous. but then people listening to you will be like, I'm not speaking out. I want to live. I mean, is it like, I mean, you're speaking out really loudly. I mean, they don't have to speak out as loudly as you to do something, right? I mean, what, they don't. What, um, okay, you, you know what? You can start what with the basics. Thing. Yeah, what yeah. little things could people start okay. to do? Because everyone's got to do something. Yeah. Start with the basics. Because you're scaring Stop people. Stop being like afraid a... of what your friends and family have to say. Okay? Here's yeah, a basic that's good. argument. That's good advice. Basic argument. Yeah, start debating people. Yeah. And, and don't don't be afraid to people call you names. Like, be get pissed off at people. Fight. You know? That's have right. an argument. That's, well, that's fun. You know what you can do, folks? Here's a basic idea. Basic brazen hey. statement at the dinner table. We'll, we'll, we'll start with Easter this year, okay? There never was a pandemic. That's your statement. Now, here's how you back it. Have any of you here at this table seen this virus, supposed virus, under an electron microscope? Yeah, Hands never, been identified. Never, been, never identified. been identified. Never been identified. Number two, have you ever seen the isolation reports of it? Just once. None of you have. Have any of you seen the genome on file? None of you have. So when you say you trust the science, what science? What branch of science are you trusting? Which scientist spoke to you directly and showed you this evidence? Which mm -hmm. one? You know what all of you need to do? If you want to have really cogent arguments on this, go to my website. It's kevinjjohnston.me and buy my book, Masks Are Bullshit. Three years ago, oh, what's it I called? put that book out. Master, Three. Master Mas Bullshit. Masks Are Bullshit. Oh, go to yeah, my website. absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, look at uh, Dr. Brian Bridal. I mean, you know, now he's got a lawsuit, but he did he did the the, the uh, experiment where he put like five masks on. Did you see that little video? It went viral. He's still yep. breathing through them. I mean, it's like wearing a chain link fence. I mean, we're yeah, that's a, that's a good basic. And then you can move yeah. up from there. Um, well, just so, you, just so everyone watching understands. I made the book as offensive as I could. I wrote it as if it was a 1980s stand-up comedy routine in Los Angeles, okay? So it will offend you. That's a promise. However, everything in there is absolutely accurate. What I, what I did is I, I explained the size of the, the pores of the mask. So I said, look, why don't we do this? Let's take a virus, any virus, doesn't matter what it is, and blow it up to the size of a grapefruit, 10 centimeters. That's all we got to do. Did you know if you do that and then take a mask and blow it up to the same size, that the mask itself is going to be outside your peripheral vision to both sides of the horizon? What I ended up showing you was that the holes in the mask would be over 20 meters. You could yeah, take I, 20 yeah, meters. It, I know. More it's, than a bus. It, it's the psychological part of wearing a mask showing, you know, it's that slave mentality, the psychological obedience, you know, I'm, you know, and, and look that at words, what the damage. You yeah. wore a mask, you did what you were told because the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation said to cowards. Let me yeah. tell you this also, everybody, as for that stupid needle, that injection, here's your evidence that you don't need to ever take one. When I was in court. Or anymore. Again, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, in general. 
I would, this is March of last year. Yeah. There was a judge I'm in court standing there like an idiot. And, uh, the court, uh, the judge tells me that he wants to order me to take my vaccine, but he needs my permission to give that order. Did you know that a judge cannot order you to take medicine without your permission? Yeah. So yeah, I went, I got on the phone with my lawyer. I said, is this guy for real? Like, honestly speaking, why am I even in court today? Wow. But my lawyer said, ah, let, let them think that they've got something sticking around in the hallway for 10 minutes and then go back in. So I went back in. I said, thank you, your honor, very much. I'm going to be polite. I'm yeah. never rooting. No, that's good. That's important. Thank you, your honor, for the opportunity. I'm going to have to decline. Yeah. And he was unable to, at that point, make a court order to force me to take that poison. Thank God, because I'd be dead already. Yeah. Period. Yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't be getting one of the, with the placebos. That's for sure. No, they, no, they would make sure I got a double dose. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. No. hundred percent they would. No, no, absolutely. I heard that some, some guy in Ohio was ordered that he would have, he would be allowed to go on probation for a drug offense if he took it he didn't want to take it. So he said, I think I'd rather go to jail. That just came up this week. So uh, hopefully they're not going to, I don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot with uh, Twitter now. A lot of doctors back on pushing hard. So I really yeah, hope- Everybody's on Twitter, but me, I got kicked off after Elon took over. So really? think about that. Yep. Wow. That's something. Yeah. Actually, if anybody's watching the show, tell you what, why don't we just file a lawsuit against Twitter on my behalf and the behalf of others? Uh, if you go to kevinjjohnston.ca, like look, 20 people buy my book. Okay. That's enough okay. for you to file a lawsuit. How's that sound? Okay. okay. Done. Yeah. Let's do that. Because it's, it's a matter of this. We can no longer be pushed around and we, we must use the courts. So long as they still exist, we must use them yes. to get somewhere. And you would be amazed at how quickly people panic when they've got themselves a lawsuit in their hands. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I've seen it's, people break down crying when I've served them lawsuits. Well, that's, that's actually a good, that's another good suggestion. Like uh, uh, people working as, uh, what do you think about class actions in Canada or are they? No, here's what I think. I think that 1 million Canadians should all file lawsuits against one specific politician, bankrupt the pieces of, of scum and, and then move on to the next one. That's what I think. I oh, think you okay. should all collectively get, never mind this class action stuff. No, no, you need to have millions of people hitting these politicians. Now, the other part that bothers me too is the radio gets on. All the radio stations in Canada, they're left-wing losers. They all bought into this, this narrative. Well, all, all the entertainers, all the entertainers. I mean, it's- What it's bothers me is that radio stations have these polls where they say, oh, um, we don't think that we should go to politicians' houses and protest there. They should have a private life too. And then what they'll do is they'll screen everybody on the phone and only let those who agree with them speak on the radio. So if you're listening to any radio station in Canada, you're an idiot. Stop doing that too. Yeah, they're, they're all propagandists. Yeah. Oh, they've all you got should be having protests. Five, no, you should. We need them. Yeah. We yeah. Need well, them. Look, okay. I want to make a point here. A politician can screw your life up 24 hours a day just by writing a signature down. Oh yeah. Yet, yet you're only allowed to protest at their, their office and only between the hours of nine and five. Absolutely not. Every politician in this country needs to be as uncomfortable as possible and be forced into bankruptcy as quickly as possible because they are not doing the job for the people. They're only doing it for themselves. But you know what, Canada, you won't do it. Cause you know why? 
You're cowards. That's why. Netflix is on. I, I want to watch the new release tonight. Oh, the World Juniors were on this this last couple of weeks. And, you know, uh, the Leafs are playing. Right? Think about that, man. What is the matter with you? The Toronto Maple Leafs cost you money. They don't make you money. They cost you time that you could be yeah. doing something useful with. Right? Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. And they suck too while they're at it. So, so you've had this like really successful podcast, but you've been pulled off YouTube, but now you've also got this interest. You're going to all these like war-torn countries. I mean, how did you get into that? I mean, how, how, I mean, that's, that's like downright scary compared to Canada. Like what's it's, your latest experience? Like to, okay. Let's, let's cover a couple things here. Yeah. Just um, the war- I got into, um, I got into boxing when I was in my early twenties and I absolutely loved it. Uh, I mean, taking a punch to the face the first time sucks. The second time, not so bad. The third time it's pretty cool because the adrenaline's up and you know, the fourth time it's like having a sip of coffee. So I got into that and, and I hung out in, in the boxing clubs for quite some time and I lost and I won and there were draws and you know, and just, but whatever it is. Um, When I went down to the United States of America, I was 24. And I was moved into Harlem prior to Giuliani getting in there and cleaning New York up. Yeah, it was a rough place. It was culture shock for me because I'm the only white guy in the entire block of 10 buildings. Right? It, it, was, it was rough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I had to learn how to see the sucker punch coming pretty quick. <laughs> and I stuck it out for six months because the money was just awesome. Then wow. um, when I was offered an opportunity to leave, I went to Trenton, New Jersey. Holy crap. You want to talk about gun crime? That's all that that place is. Don't really? ever go to. Oh, it's sucks. I don't want to go to New York. I have no interest in going back there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, New York was beautiful when Giuliani was in place. Now yeah. it's a left wing dump. But yeah. um, then I moved on to Chicago and then Denver and so on. But uh, when I returned to Canada, I realized how boring. Ontario is it's boring. It doesn't to... sound boring it's, right now. We have so boring. many problems. We have so many problems. I mean, you could. I, I feel like I could work twenty four hours a day just working on all these problems. <laughs> well, you know, it wouldn't be so bad being a journalist in Toronto right now because it is. It's a stupid place to be. If the cops would stop arresting journalists, like that. Oh, that's, that's the problem. That's is the gangs are not the problem. I'm not worried about the gangs. It's the cops like forging evidence and. Now and, and kicking your ass. That's that's the problem. Yeah, right? I went I went to the Rebel News event. Well, I don't know a couple of weeks ago. I had Andrew uh, Lawton on my show last week, but you know he's he's saying he, you know all, he was pepper sprayed. I mean the Rebel News people of the like kicked around. I mean independent journalists much worse, right? Even yeah. even Rebel News associated with right, your name probably see, better. That's not exciting. That's stupid. What's exciting is the story. Yeah, not the cops beating you up. That's, no. you know, I've been beat up by so many cops. I find that boring too. Jeez. It's just because I mean, like, what do, what do you say when a cop starts muscling you and whatnot? You can just say, hey, dude, really, for real, man, stop, knock it off. All right? If you weren't wearing that outfit, you wouldn't be able to beat me, you know? And they don't like that. Jeez, <laughs> they, I can they imagine. That, Jeez. They think that logo makes them tough. It doesn't make you tough. All right. And having a gun on your hip doesn't make you tough. All right. So I think what ended up happening is there's um, a contingent of police officers in Calgary here who understand that they're not going to frighten me. Um, and they understand that I did have a real mission and that was to bring some good into the city. So I'm not going to say all cops are bad because they're not. 
There's quite a few good ones. And yes, there are a lot sir. of police officers in Calgary who shook my hand and thanked me for my efforts. And well, I appreciate those guys. Yeah, I truly, truly do. That's good to hear. We but need a little good news. Yeah. But, yeah. But the, um, but the bad cops, they tend to be over the top bad. And, and like, what is it with you guys? You, you got beat up in grade school and now it's your turn. Like who thinks like that, man? I got beat up in grade school. I got beat up in high school. Yeah. I've had a couple of cars stolen. All right. I've been stabbed. All right. It's, I'm not going to take it out on other people. I'd rather smile and have a good time. Forget Jeez. the past. I learned from it. You know what I know now? I know how not to get stabbed. All right. Yeah. So. Jeez, but, Kevin. Um, yeah. You should give a, a couple of lessons just like Jordan Peterson, you know, how to be a man, how to grow up, how to take responsibility. Oh, I'd love to. Get your exactly country back. Happen. Yeah. After my first lesson they're going to kick my door down and arrest me. Look, um, I used to be a stand-up comedian too in my early twenties. Uh, I, I can I see that. Doing... You're making me laugh. Yeah. It's terrible uh, what you're saying, but just the way you're doing it is it's so high energy. People okay, have to see this. this. I just have to say that. You've got to see him on video. You got to see Tish, you're going to love this or you're going to hate this. <laughs> one or the other. I, I wrote a new stand-up comedy routine and I, I, just, I was practicing with it and playing with it. And I sent the routine off to my lawyer. I said, what do you think? He calls me up. He's laughing. He says, holy shit. Have you, have you said this publicly yet? I said, no, that's just the first draft. He's laughing. He says, don't. Cause if you read any of this, if you say any of this, they're going to arrest you for hate speech again. And that's sad because it's good stuff. <laughs> it really oh, is. Oh yeah. Um, we, you can't, comedians can't say anything funny anymore. I mean, funny. Well, this country. But I mean, if, if you're in Mexico or Panama, you think they care about Canadian law? You can say what you want there. Absolutely. Like Mexicans, um, they're very stringent on keeping Mexico Mexican. And That's their good. values are this. You can say what you want in Mexico. That's just how it is. That's and good. they are not going to enforce Canadian hate speech laws if you're a Canadian in Mexico flipping off at the gums more so than I'm doing now. So wow. <laughs> think about that. But um, you're talking about other countries and war zones. I've been to three war zones uh, in the past. Why? Um, just, just to report a story, just to get the good story. Well, you know, I talked about it before the show began. I'm, I, because I'm bored. Like boredom is part of that. I, I can't. I still, I, I, I can't buy that. It's like the, you're, you're putting your life in danger for boredom. Well, think about Canadian life. You wake up, no. you brush your teeth, you have a <laughs> coffee, you look this at your email. You get angry about some stuff that that some person said. Isn't that good. You you, you oh. drive. You go to a job you hate. You the boss sucks. The people you work with suck. You would rather be somewhere else. Your screensaver's got a beach on it, but you've never been. And then you drive home. You could go to you, the beach, Kevin, but you go to the war torn zone. Well, I'll tell you why. Is because human beings are actually at their best when things are at their worst. Right yeah. now, human beings are at their worst in Canada because we're, we're at the tail end of things being at their best. Yeah, actually, that's a brilliant analogy. It's, I've, I, I've, I've thought the same, actually, because we're people are hanging on, hanging on that it's, it's, yes. it's going to be OK. And when it's not, when the shit hits the fan, hopefully that's when people get good. Hopefully. So when I was in El Salvador, for example, you know, the, the people back then, no one spoke English. There was no cell phones. This is the 90s. Um, there was no cell phones for Google Translate. So we had a hell of a time dealing with things. Uh, then when we were in Bogota, uh, I remember we were covering some of the gang activity there. And they took exception to it. So they just grabbed the camera, punched the camera guy. And, and they came at all of us. And, and one guy just says, run. 
our translator. He says, run. So we ran. I had to hide in a garbage um, uh, receptacle for the whole day. The whole like, day? I literally had to, like, oh, yeah, for the day. I mean, to take a leak, it's really tough to lie down sideways in garbage and undo your fly and not get it all over yourself. <laughs> and then after a while, you just don't care. Too much information. Too much information. <laughs> yeah. well, it is what it is. But the, the most recent one was 2018. I went to Myanmar to disprove the existence of the Rohingya people and to prove that the Canadian government was funding the terror groups there, which we did, I might add. And two weeks after I got back from that war zone, Toronto police arrested me in Mississauga outside of their jurisdiction and took me to Osgood Hall, which is the oldest courthouse in, in the uh, city of Toronto, stripped me down to just my pants. It made me stand in the courtroom in just my pants. While a judge comes out in a tweed jacket, demanding my flashcards from the war zone, threatening me with five years of jail time if I don't do it. Now, I stood my ground. I didn't call him your honor because he wasn't gowned. I said, no, I don't work for the Canadian government. I don't work for the Ontario government. I don't work for, for the Ontario Court Corporation. You can buy my flashcards. Now, the funniest thing that this that, judge that was smart. Said, you got to be smart. Yeah. You got to know the law, too. That's another tip. Read the Constitution. It's another tip, but it's I think not that good, like, but. What? I was angry. Yeah. I was enraged. That's what was coming out of me was rage. How dare you take my clothes yeah. off? How okay. dare you even put your yeah, hands on Yeah, I mean, yeah, good for you. Well, the judge says to me, well, what if I ordered um, a purchase of $750,000 for your flashcards? You'd go back to Myanmar, wouldn't you? I said, yeah, the very next day. I love the place. And he just yells, get him out of my courtroom. And the cops, back of the neck, arm, drag me out threw me out in the friggin' snow and then threw my clothes in the snow. So I had to, I had nothing with me. I, I was arrested like off guard. I didn't have a wallet with me. So I had to dial. Yeah. you love this one. Collect call. Who's made one of those lately? I had a, phone, a friend of mine collect saying, would you please come down to, uh, to Toronto city hall and get me? Yeah. Wow. I'm soaking wet. I had Jeez. to, you know, the, the way I stayed warm is I went downstairs and just stayed inside of the underground parking garage. At least it was like zero and not minus temperatures. That's Jeez. Canada. That's your country, Canada. Yeah. That's what you are singing to when you stand up and say, oh, Canada. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. You know, it's sickening. We got to rebuild this place from the ground up. So, like, I mean, I, 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 I can't see living anywhere else. This is my home. This is my family. My kids here. So, I mean, I'm here to keep going and fight it like what's next for you i mean are you going to move out of canada or well eventually not right now um there's like there's a few things going on in my own life i mean number one is um i still have covid charges to deal what? with so i yeah yeah covid charges Jeez. i have i've got a bail condition that says i cannot leave the province of alberta oh right what happens for, yeah for, yeah. for uh, criminal oh yeah what happened is we were running a story. It was a grocery store in this obscure garbage little town called Delburn, population 500 maybe. And we walked into the store. The store owner assaulted us, mm -hmm. but called his RCMP sister and she threw six charges at us, at me, specifically me. All right, that's all it is. So I'm looking so forward to having that officer on the stand and talking about the nepotism and abuse of power which is actually a criminal charge, I might add. So um, this should be a very interesting case. Uh, beyond that, I have a few more things I would like to achieve here in Alberta. There's a lot of things in Alberta I haven't seen. This is a beautiful country. I mean, it is. 
Good. Yeah. Like, it Alberta, really is. like yeah. when I say country, I'm talking about Alberta now because I do consider Alberta a separate country. The culture is so different here that I am yeah, better. I would be eager to stay here if the politics weren't mental. Yeah. Uh, really. We, Depending on I, what um, happens next May, you might stay. Pen, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's absolutely. Yes. Pending what happens, I might just stay. Yeah. You see, like the mountains you've got behind you there. Um, I can go to the top of the street where I am right now, turn my head to the left, and I can see that. Yes. Beautiful. Now, look, look, everybody, think about this. Okay. Think about how big these things really are. Calgary is about a one hour drive from the mountains that you see behind you right now. The world is round. It's not flat. It's round. The human eye on a flat plane can only see three miles or five kilometers each direction to the horizon line. When I look an hour to the west, mm -hmm. these things fill yeah. the entire horizon line. Beautiful. Right? That's yeah. a big thing. So think about it. If I'm here, the mountains are actually like this off the curvature of the earth. And it's like they're not. They are mm -hmm. that huge. They're beautiful. They so are. Um, going um, going in the mountains to hike, it's mesmerizing. It's, mm -hmm. it's gorgeous. Um, the city of Calgary itself is actually quite lovely. I'm not going to lie. I like Calgary a lot. You live in Calgary or outside? Yeah, I do. No, I live okay. in Calgary. I live right inside the city. I'm not going outside the city because the towns outside are, nah, they're okay. Not great. Calgary's cool. I mean, um, if you look at the layout of the town, if mm -hmm. you uh, if you do the type of things that I do, like get on scooters or bikes or just in general run, mm -hmm. I know every back alley in this town, and I have walked more than sixty percent of the streets in the entire city. Gee, wow, well, that's gonna, great. I'm going to finish that off. I've actually been recording all the streets I've been on. I'm going to finish that off. Calgary is um, pretty remarkable in that a lot of the neighborhoods uh, driveways are not in the front of the houses; they're in the back. So you've got those back alleys where all the garages are and that's where everyone hangs out. So if you're a social guy like me, you get to talk to a lot of Calgarians just by walking in the back alleys. It's really cool. It's but, very, very cool. You know, a lot of people are probably thinking, where the hell does he get all that energy? I mean, you have more energy than a 10 year old. I mean, you know, this is a compliment. You're just like, just going. I mean, this is just that you're like full of life, Kevin. I mean, this is it's better to live this way, isn't it? It absolutely is better to live this way. Just, just you know, like full disclosure. Um, I'm usually good for about uh, anywhere between 18 and 24 hours. I've just, but I'm the kind of guy that just does this done. Like I just crash. Uh, <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah. There, there, there was, there's actually a good friend of mine made the observation once. So he and I were working on one of his legal documents for him. I'd been awake for about 30 hours and I'm just, I'm typing along. I just looked at him. I said, you know what, dude, get the hell out of here. I'm going to bed. I'm done. And I think I was asleep before he closed the door. Right? Oh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Well, I'm glad that you're duking it out in Canada for us, Kevin. I mean, uh, how can people follow you again? Give me all your uh, details. Oh, man. Well, I've got everything. I'm on minds.com, Truth Social, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Like, we got 28 Facebook pages because we have to. They keep getting shut down. Uh, but just go to my website, everybody. It's Kevin J, the middle initial J. Johnston with the T J O H N S T O N dot me. That's my website. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, mm -hmm. you'll see links to all my social media. Um, the one that I play with the most right now is Gab. Gab's been really good to me. I get a lot of clickbacks through Gab. It's a good platform. I love Trump's truth social. That's, that's yeah. a beautiful one. 
What do you think about him uh, just nominated for Speaker of the House? Do you think there's any hope in hell of that happening? That happened? Well, yes, I do, because everyone said that he would never get nominated for leadership of the Republican Party. Yeah. He would never be president. Yeah. You remember when Ann Coulter said that Donald Trump was the best candidate for president? Everyone laughed. They just hissed at her. They booed. Yeah. Yeah, the Canadians well, all hated him. I don't know why, but uh, the man's got three billion bucks at his disposal plus credit, so he can do what he wants. And on top of that, he's the only real patriot aside from DeSantis that would ever consider putting his name in for that kind of a position. Donald Trump became a billionaire within the American way of life, American ingenuity, the American economy. Americans love loud personalities. They throw money at guys like him. He wants that for everybody. He wants that for his kids. He definitely wants that for any future grandkids he's going to have. And if he is not going to be the next president, you can be guaranteed that one of his kids will be at some point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, one of them is apparently a genius. Uh, I, I can't remember his, the, the younger one's name, but yeah, or Donald Jr. But uh, anyways, Glenn Beck did a thing today, a short video, about two minutes on how important the Speaker of the House is. It's a hugely important role. It, they can block bills. They can hand it to the wrong committee, uh, aka a woke committee. So, you know, so depending what you want to do. So they have huge power. So I, I'm actually hoping that I think that would be a plus for the U.S. if he gets in and anything that they do, I think will help us. Do you think there's some chance that if they can get things on track a bit more, it's going to change the direction of Canada? I mean, we're going to have an you election. Guys, okay, too. let me tell you something about Americans. There's a difference between us, a big difference between us. And this, this one here is monumental and I need you to pay attention to it. Americans have fought for everything yes. they have. Yes. They fought, they fought the Mexicans. They fought what they call the natives. And believe me, I know the real history on that. They have fought in world wars. They have fought policy around the world. They have fought the Brits. They fought everything. Yeah. Everything America has, they deserve. Now, as for Canada, we didn't fight for what we have. What we did is we tricked natives into signing paperwork. Everything was done with paperwork in Canada. It still is today. Canadians don't know how to fight. They just know how to take each other to court and pay off a, pay off a judge to get something that they want. And I know because I'm a victim of that too myself. So Americans, when they get their breaking point, they're just going to start shooting. And that's a good thing. So what I'm going to say to you is this. When the conservative side of the argument has had enough and start shooting the left-wing idiots out there, the left-wing idiots, they don't know how to fight. They know how to bitch and moan and whine and complain and get on Twitter, but they have no fighting skills because they have nothing truly to fight for. That's the thing with the left. They're fighting for an ideology that's not even their own. But an American conservative is fighting for their country, their religion, their God, their family, their history, their pride. Conservatives have something to fight for. That is anybody who has a belief structure in place and has something to lose is a very dangerous individual. And the left wing has made it so that the conservative side has almost nothing left to lose. So do I think that there will be change in America? Yes. It's going to have to be that a big change in America gets in there. Trump or another guy just like him gets in office. And then that particular individual fixes up America fast and yeah, then decides, you know what? I've had enough of these Canadian idiots in office. I've had enough of Canadian immigration policy. I've had enough of Canadian attitude. I've had enough of Canada in general. And just walks into Ottawa 
and makes a list of demands. That is what this country needs because Canadians yeah. are incapable of fixing their own shit. We need the Americans to do it for us. We do. I think you're right. I do. I think you're right. And uh, yeah. And I'm I, not going to be popular for that comment. Guess what? Don't care. Right. Right. Wow. I'm still smiling. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> right in your face. Wow. So this has been uh, a ball breaking episode. Any Anything else we missed? Any final words before we part for the night? I have a lot oh of questions. God. Behind the scenes, but we'll have to, you know what, will you come on again? Because I, I, I'm thinking like in my head, like 10 questions about different topics. We didn't even cover crypto. We'll have to do that again because you're a bit of a mind. We will have to cover crypto and the future economy in this country. And we the have banking. a very big problem coming. Yeah. Is the banking system going to crash? Yes or no? Oh, absolutely. It is because a bank of Canada has had a monopoly on forever and they've lost money for the first time ever last year. And they don't know what to do about that. Um, so all the, all they've done is they've ramped up banking fees. That's pretty much their only solution. Do you know, look at the business model of Blockbuster. What happened with Blockbuster is they refused to compete with Netflix with, with mail out yes. rentals and then online streaming. So what happened is they just charged bigger late fees to their good customers and charge more for their movies to good customers. Well, the banks are doing the same thing now, charging more fees to their good customers. Well, you've got things now like Coho and Tangerine. You don't have to put up with these, these, these idiots. Coho yeah. and Tangerine, no fees. You actually get paid interest. Think about that. Why would anybody be involved with Royal Bank or BMO or TD? What, what, what's the point? You need to get involved also with, uh, with credit unions here in Alberta. Because they are, they have bigger protections than you would have anywhere else. True story. Um, the other thing would be oh, is, oh, actually, quick quick question: Which one would you recommend in Alberta? Not Christian Credit advice. Union. Christian, Christian Credit, Credit Union. Yeah, I'm writing that down. <laughs> yeah, and you can you and can, you can be anywhere in, in the country and open an account. Oh, okay, excellent. Yep. Thank yep. you. Make one phone call, demand the forms. They'll send the forms. You'll be signed up within mm, four hours. Oh. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, you got to diversify. And I'm going to cover all this. If you do want to cover a money and currency show, nothing would thrill me more than explaining to Canadians where things truly are going. Because remember, this is what I do for a living. This well, is my full-time gig. I wait. dig into this stuff because I want to know on a moment's notice when it's time for me to say, forget it, pick up my bag and go. All right. Yeah. And I'm hoping it doesn't have to happen, but I can tell you that there is a way to protect yourself anyway. If you can't save your community, you can save you. I'll tell you how. Okay. Well, that's that's a tantalizing uh, way to end. Let's do it again soon. I uh, published, are the banks going to crash? And now I really love your full answer next time. So thanks oh, so yeah, much. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. Diversify, diversify, diversify. Have a bank account, have uh, silver, have some gold, have property, have crypto, have a lot. And if you're um, really concerned about things, Start making sure you have other currencies like cigarettes, alcohol, and medicine, because that is going to be currency three, two to three years from now. Trust me when I say this. Well, all right. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. Lots of oh, think about no, that Oh, no. Thank you. Tish, this has been fantastic. Thank you for reaching out. I really oh, appreciate this opportunity. No, no, and thank you. I mean, it's great talking to you. I, I Believe it or not, I enjoy this sort of slap in the face reality check, and I think people need it. Uh, that's oh, the they need way we're going to get through. We full elbow and a knee, but we'll, we'll cover <laughs> that some other time. Okay. I'll get you on soon. Talk to you soon. Looking Thanks. forward to it. Take care. Bye, Bye now. Bye now.